at you live where Brooke is not feeling very well today. This is a pre-game show. World Series Game 2. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. That guy over there is Brooke. You can find me at RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram and him at BrookeMe3. He's famous these days, by the way, Mr. Uh, Brooks. How are you doing, Brooks, on the internet? I think I got, I think I got lettuce in my, in my alcohol. I don't know where lettuce came from. I haven't ate lettuce today. Was, was Cody's hair there? <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird day, guys. I don't know what's happening. Uh, nothing makes sense anymore. But the Dodgers are up a game in the World Series, and I couldn't be happier about that. How did you feel about yesterday's game? Because uh, I was happy, and I haven't felt like that for a long time. Yeah, I know you and Happy don't don't get along all that well, but uh, I, I, I was calling it like the almost – most perfect game like everything that could have gone well for for the dodgers for kershaw for fans happened in game one we've been here before dodgers have won a game one in a world series before and every media outlet is letting you know that right now that they've won before they won against the astros and then they lost game two the Kenley, you know, home run, Yuli, racist Guriel, and all that kind of stuff so right i feel a lot better about this one uh Despite you know people maybe not being too on board with Gonsolin on there, uh, uh, you know, getting the ball to start the game. But before we get into all that, let's go ahead and find some comments here. And uh, King Yellowman, our our buddy on YouTube, says Blake Snell about to get it up. I'm assuming get lit up. I'm assuming, yeah. I'm, unless unless a he's special, using our pills, in which case yeah. he is getting it up. That's Wait, perfect. Yeah, we don't have that promo code right now, right? So you know, no. Uh, our buddy Hatfield in the stream said the, the run production behind Kershaw didn't suck, so that was nice. And huge, uh, I mean, some huge plays all over the the field last night. I mean, another JT, just incredible ranging play in the sixth where it was like you that that ball had ice. It was going to do that thing where it screen, or it just sneaks by, and it's like the first batter gets on, and it's Kershaw in the sixth, and it's like, oh no, it's happening. <laughs> Thankfully, it didn't. Yeah, I mean, when you saw him coming out for the uh, the third turn in the lineup, too, it was also that sinking, deep sinking feeling in your gut of like, oh, no, it's happening again. Uh, it actually went much better than I could have ever hoped. So that worked out well. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Kershaw. Frank, uh, part of the Let's Be Frank podcast, uh, says Kenley will pitch in a big spot this series. I feel like he's going to throw tonight because he hasn't thrown a whole lot as of late, and he's one of the few rested guys out of that bullpen. Uh I have mixed emotions about that. I don't know if I feel good about it, but I am looking forward to Kenley redemption season in the World Series. That that does make me feel all warm and tingly inside. <laughs> Scott Scott Brody over on Facebook says, I trust Jansen more than I trust Floro. Floro, um, definitely the 15th guy on the 15-pitcher roster. And, uh, you know, yeah. you want to get him in on those those uh, those high lead games and you know i wouldn't say he did the job last night but at least he got an out he bridged the gap i don't know yeah I'm, yeah i mean he he ate up some pitches i don't know what else he yeah can say. he didn't do a whole lot of it's really hard to pitches and get people on base <laughs> really hard to spin that one uh positive go ahead and find a few more comments and then we'll we'll kind of start uh playing around apparently well sailed owner says it's pod uh podcaster day so happy podcaster day to you uh, podcast podcaster day yeah that's a thing that's a day they got for, a day for everything today's yeah. like uh you know podcaster day. Shoes day slippers day international <laughs> exactly leslie over on facebook says hi guys let's go dodgers feeling better about this series now i did walk away feeling better taking game one uh losing two in the championship series that is a rough feeling 
mm-hmm. definitely don't want to be backed into a corner again. But at the same time, don't take it for granted. The Rays are good. Don't let yourself get backed into a corner. Don't let yourself feel too good about it, but just be a little bit happy for what we have. Trent over on Periscope says, nah, Alex Wood is the 15th guy. Alex Wood is another guy that we could see today. Uh, arguably the 15th guy, but arguably not given the fact that Floro, uh, Floro was left off the wild card roster, was he not? Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, was. was something that was uh, everybody, or he cried about it a little bit. He was mad. Dave felt bad. And then he came right back in a very useless wild card series. Or after it. it. It happens. It happens. All right, guys. I got to stop right there and talk about my bookie. Between the NFL, college ball, MLB playoffs, a little of everything. There's no shortage of games to watch nowadays. And with thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events, you can turn your game day into payday my favorite day of the week with my bookie if you're the type of guy who likes to back the big favorites considering putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting but more importantly they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real money maker hey don't forget those underdogs too they have a ton of value and the thing about you know nfl is underdoggers underdoggers <laughs> the underdogs are never really dogs on Sunday. Anything can happen. We just saw that happen this past weekend, but hey, you know, they lost me some money. But every team truly has a chance to win, and uh, you do too. That's how you're supposed to do it. Game spreads, championship, futures, prop bets. There's so many options there. It's never too late to get in on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. That's right. You can sign up at MyBookie, and when you do, use our promo code, will ya? It's overtime. O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E. To claim a deposit, match dollar for dollar all the way to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's promo code overtime, O V E R T I M E, for you to claim your bonus when you make the deposit. Stack the UFC cards, presidential prop bets, all the major sports, and more. Sign up today and begin your winning season exclusively at my bookie. David K. Jones on YouTube asks uh, Do we have a podcast during the offseason? What happens when the World Series is over? We're still here with you guys every single week because we're not those kind of people that just you know podcast and dip when it's important no we're here every single week at least once a week uh we take some time off during the holiday times even though we don't know what the hell those are going to look like this year but we're around so subscribe hit that notification bell i'm not going to bang the bell you guys know what a bell sounds like um steve says urius should be our closer I mean, he he kind of was. He's in some weird hybrid role that I'm not uh, I'm not upset with. But I I, I love it. I, I love what's happening. I can't gauge because he was on the the one of the calls, the media calls yesterday, and I can't gauge really how he feels about it because you know there's some of that loss in translation, and it it just feels like he doesn't like it so much. Uh, I think he really wants to be starting, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about guys who came up as starters, were projected to be starters. Um, there's obviously more money to be made as a starting pitcher, and that's something good yeah. to be said about that. But, dude, the, just the flexibility that we've been able to – you know, I, I, we keep giving it to him. we got to give it to, to Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin, too. Those, two, those three guys have really come into a spot where they're like, wherever you need us, just plug us in and we're going to throw. And on any given day, you might be starting or you might be closing out a game. It's a weird spot to be in mentally as a pitcher when you're used to having four days to prepare for a start, going through an entire routine before the game, knowing that you're pitching in that game. 
and then getting into the game, throwing five, six innings or whatever, and then not pitching for another couple of days. When it's the position that they're in, it's like, hey, uh, just always be ready all the time, no matter when. And they're like, okay, got it. So the way that those guys have stepped up, all young guys too, uh, it's been incredible. Uh, we don't make it this far without those three guys. Oh, yeah. There, there's been some uh... – everybody in the pitching staff has done something where they're a little bit out of their comfort zone. And for the greater part, it feels like everybody's excelled to, to a degree, which, uh, you know, it kind of gives it, it helps solidify that feeling of like, okay, maybe this is one of those magical seasons where every little thing is going right. You know, swag daddy McGee on, on, on Twitch talking about, um, he says not to be a negative Nancy, but if Gonzalez doesn't catch that piss missile last night, the 105.8 or whatever it was right into the glove, that's a very different looking inning. We're feeling a lot different about uh, about that game one, too. So, And him. Kike was right there, man. Oh, he would have got it either way? Okay. He's right behind him. It, it, they don't show the angle very often, but uh, if he doesn't knock that down, Kike has it on a short hop and turns two. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, folks. Good play, though. Awesome play. Position, really yeah. good play. And, and ouch. I'm, I'm sure he felt good about that. 100% but, ouch. But, yeah, digging in, uh, digging into that game a little bit from yesterday, like I said, the, the near-perfect game. You couldn't ask for a much better game. Um, on the mound, Kershaw shoved. He did what was needed of him. He did what we hoped, what everybody would have hoped out of him. He got, you know, six innings. But he only gave up two, three hits, just the the solo bomb for a run. Uh, I forgot how many. I think he had eight, nine, how many, however many Ks, because he got three ground outs in that that final inning. But um, it it felt to me like they kind of followed my game plan. I said, get him five, get him six, go to Floro. Uh, I changed that mid game, in game when he was when he was like going toe to toe with Glass. Now I was like, okay, I I'm good with him going into the seventh. I really think um, I think he should have started the seventh. I mean, it's easy to be this, you know, this, everything worked out fine. I'm not questioning Dave here. I'm just saying, I think I would have left him in for the seventh for, for a number of reasons. You let him get that first out or whatever, but I just like the idea of him walking off the mound to the crowd uh, for the first time in 2020. I think that would have been something, I don't know if it's poetic about it, but it would have been a, just a nice little t- uh, capper to a fine outing and to something that, that, you know, we talked about it yesterday, the rewriting Kershaw's narrative and that game one start did that just would have been that, that last little icing on the cake, but you know, Hey, who doesn't like just plain old devil's food cake? I don't, I prefer icing on cake. Um, <laughs> how about, how about the Rays, dude, completely flipping their script uh, and going against the grain on everything that they've done all postseason to get where they are doing it the exact opposite and riding Tyler Glasnow into triple-digit pitch counts yeah. and just watching them get blown up. Like, that's a, that's the complete opposite of what they've been doing. They pulled Charlie Morton early in Game 7 where he was dominating because they wanted to go to their pen where they knew they could have some success and keep guys locked down and play the matchups a lot better, which is what they've done all year. And they just kept with Glasnow. And it, it yeah. bit him hard, number one, <laughs> because he got nuked. Like, he was just getting crushed and he was missing his spots. And you could tell that he was really struggling. Um, and on top of that, you know, you run his pitch count all the way up and for what, just to get your bullpen in there anyways. So yeah, you burn a couple guys early. It still didn't work out. I can kind of see it. it. It seemed like that was a, a vintage Dave moment, but instead for Kevin cash, because uh, it's one of those things where it, it kind of 
came up and bit them really quick. I mean, he was he was cruising, and then you know Mookie even admitted it. I think after the game, or, or yeah, he, he was talking to you know Fox Sports or something like that, and, and and he looked at the biggest play of the game of so many big moments and big plays. He looked at that that belly homer as as kind of like a sucker punch to Glasnow because he was cruising, and then out of nowhere, boom, there goes the ball, and uh, you know the next inning he starts getting torched a bit. So you you can see it though, and mm-hmm. and I said it right before, like literally moments before Cody hit that ball out. You you, you see him dropping in velocity a little bit enough for it to be noticeable you see his leg kick go higher and more slower which often means that you're trying to get more behind your throws Mm -hmm. everything about it looked like he was yanking the ball which means you're trying to throw harder he was gassed out he was tired he wasn't supposed to be in there that long and as soon as cody jumped on him things just poured on things unraveled he should not have been in there as long as he did it was a mismanagement for sure by cash a rare mismanagement because i think he's a pretty good manager especially bullpen manager but um, I think that's gonna that's gonna change the game over the next couple of days for the Rays. Yeah, no doubt. They, they 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 use some arms, and now you can't get him on on three days, maybe even four days or whatever. So uh, definitely a, a good thing that the Dodgers snuck up on him, took a bunch of walks. Uh, that was one of the things after the game. Cash, uh, Kevin Cash was kind of I wouldn't say complaining about, but you know he's like, we can't give up that many walks. Well, it's like. Hey chief, that's kind of what the Dodgers do. They 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 don't just go up there hacking. They they they've been smart. They've been selective, and uh, and all of that was fully on display in in game one. Another thing fully on display was Marcus Lynn Betts Mookie doing it all, getting America tacos. Um, I mean, we were talking about it in the post game because just about every you know lazy national writer that's in the uh, the post game. Um, you know, media scrums on Zoom, they're all asking every player, oh, just how good is Mookie? Just how good is Mookie? But hey, Brooke, just how good is Mookie? <laughs> and the Mookie is very good. And I think it, you know, my wife asked me, she said, do you think the players get tired of hearing questions about Mookie? Like just everybody yeah. else gets, you know, when Mookie comes up, it's not like, hey, uh, tell me about Chris Taylor. <laughs> That's not mm-hmm. the question. The question is, why are you so good? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's funny that we keep asking that question. Obviously, there's a certain professionalism that goes along with it. Guys understand it. He obviously got a 12-year extension for a reason. Um, Mookie Betts is an incredible baseball player. And I'm not talking about the home runs and crushing balls and stuff and, you know, home run robbing grabs and things like that. You look at the little things that he does on a daily basis during a game, mm-hmm. and it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen in another baseball player before. The instinct that he has, the the knowledge that he has of the game, the situational awareness that he has for each and every pitch and each and every at-bat is just next level. It's mm-hmm. unparalleled. It's not something that you see on a field every day. And it's when you start to see those things and start to realize what's happening, you're like, oh, yeah, that that's why they <laughs> gave this guy a 12-year extension before he ever played a meaningful game for him. So Mookie ran wild on the base pass yesterday. Obviously, he hit a home run, too. That's good, great, and grand. That's his first postseason home run with the Dodgers. There will be a lot more to come. Um, but also stole a couple bases, uh, Was it, uh, orchestrated a double steal with Corey once yeah, again. Uh, those, again. Those guys are becoming great at reading each other that way. Uh, Mookie even talked about it. He's like, before the season, I just told him, like, hey, if I get on and then you get on, watch what I'm doing because I like to steal bases. And Corey's like, okay, like I'll, yeah. I'll be there. Uh, becomes the first pl- first player in Major League history to hit a bomb, steal two bases, and score two runs in a game. So super random stat, but the fact that he's the first to do it makes sense. Um Man, 
what a ball player, dude. Yeah. And he's the first player to ever get uh, tacos for all of America with two different teams. I assume that's a stat. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else is doing it. But if not, boom, you heard it here first, folks. But staying on him real quick, I, I was texting with a, texting with a buddy last night about Mookie because he's like, you know, obviously everybody's eyes are on him right now. And just watching the things that he does – he he's he's three or four different steps ahead of the next most elite elite athlete. He sees things other people don't. He finds ways to get it done. He's he he has that that instinct in the back of his head like a Kobe, like an MJ, but just on the baseball field. And and it's incredible to watch. And I'm happy to be watching him for the next uh, twelve seasons or twelve years of my life if I make it that far. If we all make it that far. Jumping back into the comments here. Uh, Michael Moran, or Moran, if I'm saying it wrong and mean, thanks for joining us, Mike, on Facebook, says, it's Catterday. Happy Catterday, Brooke. Catterday came early Happy this Catterday. week. Getting into the starting pitching matchup. Boom, we got Tony Smokes going on the bump. Mr. Catman himself going against 2018 AL Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell, who um, was kind of one of them flash-in-the-pan Cy Young guys, but... Uh, on paper, it looks like an uneven matchup. What, what do you uh, What do you like about this matchup for for the Dodgers? Uh, I mean, I do like that Tony's going today. Um, I think it's his redemption time. This he he's been put into a weird spot where he didn't even appear until the NLCS. Yeah, despite being on the roster, and that was not based on anything with his performance or anything like that. It was purely based on the fact that the Dodgers were just steamrolling everybody. You know, they ran through the Brewers. Uh, he was probably scheduled to make an appearance in a game should that have gone to game three. Obviously, didn't happen. He was probably supposed to make a game four appearance with the Padres. That didn't happen either because we swept through the Padres. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally gets into a game with the Braves. <sighs> Gives up a bunch of runs. Gets a lot of unfortunate hops, uh, both appearances that he had to come in. Um, things didn't go his way. Gives up that solo shot in his relief appearance in game seven. Uh, you know... There's a lot of things to like about Tony altogether, um, and the past two appearances to me aren't, indic- aren't indicative of anything that's going to be happening this playoff season. So I think that this appearance for him is going to be good. Um, the fact that it's coming so soon after his most recent appearance yeah. should be interesting. Um, you talk about pitch counts for for him. You know, you got 41 pitches thrown on Sunday. You probably are going to look to about match that, give or take, if you're yeah. going to if you're going to estimate. It's hard to say, you know, Doc said we're, we're basically going to ride him as long as he can pitch effectively. Um, and that, that remains to be seen how long that is. But then you got to start thinking about guys that are coming in behind him. I think if you can ride uh, Tony and Julio to five or six innings, that's that's a pretty good outing for a bullpen day. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, if if Tony can get those those first, you know, two or three innings, I think the Dodgers would be really set. I would not let him get anywhere near the fifth. Max him out at four if he's cruising. Like you're saying, you know, it's 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 more gooder that uh, he's he's thrown more recently than you know his last you know the last time through he had gone like 14 days and then he was kind of you know thrust into a weird situation coming in as the bolt guy after after D May and you know he's he's heavy split change guy. He's got that. That good split change is a holding ball for no reason because I'm doing my best Oral Hershiser impression here too because they're on at the same time as us competing with us. Who do they think they are? But it's a field pitch, you know that it just um, 
the longer you go between, you lose that feel, you you lose that slip. And he was leaving a lot of those those changeups middle middle away, and and that's why he started getting uh, cranked, especially later on in that that the uh, bulk outing, or even right off the bat when he first came in in that bulk outing after uh, D May. So I feel a lot better about him today. I think he knows. If um, he, he knows, hey, just get us two of your best innings and, and we, we got you from there, dog. And that's a good feeling going in. No, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think you get any kind of innings out of uh, Tony beyond two innings would be amazing. I don't expect that, really, given his pitch count. Um, you start looking at uh, the past couple of days and how pitch, pitchers have been used. I don't know if you get worried necessarily. The Dodgers have been burning through a lot of pitchers, um, especially starting pitchers. Uh, Bueller is going to go tomorrow. And normally that would be something where you're like, all right, well, good. We can burn a lot of guys in the bullpen today. But given his situation with his blister, the uncertainty of how long he's going to go, um, whether or not he's going to run pitch counts up because of walks again. You, you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. And so you almost have to play today kind of conservatively as best you can to protect for that tomorrow. So it does put Dave in a weird spot where I think he's going to ride relievers a little bit longer than you might like to see him in under normal circumstances. Um, it's good that Trina didn't really get a, <clears throat> or didn't get an appearance yesterday. Obviously, he made three straight over the weekend. Yeah. Threw a ton of pitches as a reliever. You got Jake McGee, who has not thrown much at all. I don't know what's up with that, playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, that one seems to be weird to me. I think maybe that they're playing the matchups, and they're like, look, dude, all you do is throw fastballs. And uh, a lot of these teams that we've played have been really good fastball-hitting teams. The Padres, excellent fastball-hitting team. The Braves, yeah. excellent fastball-hitting teams. The Rays, very bad fastball-hitting team. So I think that he'll play up down the stretch for us. Um, I expect him to make more appearances than, say, Adam Kolarik does this but this uh, series. Um, so he's kind of a secret weapon who hasn't been used very often. Um, yeah. You also have Alex Wood, who threw Friday and Saturday back-to-back, -back or threw about 60 pitches last week, I'm sorry, um, combined between his two appearances. So you don't really know how they're going to use him. Mm -hmm. uh, you would think in a, in a bulk inning type of role or two-inning type of role, but... I don't know what their plan is for Alex Wood. I don't know if they plan on using today or tomorrow or ever, honestly, at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think you're more you're more likely to see him today over tomorrow. I think at this point with with like Walker too. Like if you're looking at Bueller, the 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 kid's glove or the um you know the blister tape is kind of off. I I think he's he's full go and he he's he's locked in at the right time. We we're talking about that you know, in these shows at the beginning of the postseason about if you find a way to kind of stretch him out, slowly build him up and make it to the World Series right there. He should be just just right on uh, right on schedule of, of the, the best version of Walker Bueller. And I think we're going to see a, a lot out of walk tomorrow night. But we're talking about today. And, you know, if you have a chance to win, Dave said it uh, in the, the pregame today. You know, if we have a chance to win, we're going to use Julio if we need him today. He's available. We're going to use whoever we can to win the ball games. And I think that's something, you know, Dave kind of maybe that was the kick in the nuts Dave needed in game two in the NLCS where they had that opportunity and he didn't want to, you know, it wasn't a do or, or you don't want to use your, your high leverage reliever because it's not do or die in a game seven. Well, he almost died. It, it almost happened. So you're, you saw that market change in game five going forward. So maybe you do see something like that um, starting tonight. If you see Julio tonight, you know, come in and get you four innings, then 
if you get the win out of it, that's all you're trying to do. You got to get three more wins before they get four. And uh, you got to do that any, any way you possibly can. So the best way to do that is to light up Glasnow, or not Glasnow, Glasnow's friend, Blake Snell, Blake Snell on the mound. Again, a 2018 AL Cy Young Award winner. Very, very good season. He had a fine regular season in the shortened season that he didn't want to be playing because it was going to be messing with his money. <laughs> uh, he's a he's a weird kid, and I use kid very liberally. Uh, I've heard him be called a 15-year-old in a 27-year-old's body. He's, he's, he's somebody that if the Dodgers can get to him and rattle him early, I think he'll be very thrown off of his game, and you might be able to get him out by the second or third inning or something like that. That That's just the kind of feel I get on Snell. Of course, I haven't seen very much Blake Snell. What are your thoughts on, on the other side of the matchup? Yeah, I think he has the potential to um... – I don't, I don't want to say be bombed on or anything like that. Obviously, he can be hit very hard. Um, the Dodgers, you know, coming into this, if you had told me at the during the regular season that we'd be facing as many lefties as we are with the Rays, that I would be a little bit nervous about it. But mm-hmm. the Dodgers have turned things around, flipped the script a little bit. They've hit lefties very well. Snell has, in terms of his postseason, he's had two really good performances, one really bad performance, and one meh performance. <laughs> Yeah. So you don't really know what you're going to get out of them. You do know that you can work walks off of them. Uh, you can work counts off of them. We do tonight, by the way, have the, <laughs> of every home plate umpire that's scheduled for this series, tonight is supposedly the least accurate home plate umpire. Um, Bill Miller? No, it's Titchener. Oh, Todd Titchener, yeah. So if you're looking at it from that, from that viewpoint, I, I just don't, you know, I don't know how that's ever going to play up. You never know how that's going to work in anybody's favor um, in terms of like accuracy from umpires, but he is st- st- statistically a more neutral umpire. He doesn't fall on a pitcher side or a hitter side necessarily, but he does miss a lot of calls. Um, so you don't know how that's going to play on a day-to-day basis. With that yeah. being said, I think if you run up his pitch counts like the Dodgers tend to do, um, and they obviously did it with Glasnow last night, they worked him when they needed to. Um, he wasn't throwing a ton of strikes. They didn't chase a lot of stuff out of the zone. They did chase some stuff out of the zone kind of uncharacteristically. But if they can do that against Snell, um, then they'll have a very successful night. The only thing that really makes me nervous, he has a much better pitch mix than uh, Tyler Glasnow did. Yeah. Uh, Snell can probably throw four, three or four good pitches at you. Whereas Glasnow is lucky to throw two at you on a given given day, so TBD on that one. But we got a lot of slapdick prospects looking to hit him around, so <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, if I had if I had the soundboard, you'd be getting a ding. Our buddy SD Dodger Tim Rogers says fifty eight percent of Snell's pitches are outside the zone during postseason, so you could see that Dodgers doing what they've done best, which is a crap ton of walks, and that's um that's one of those things like I was saying. You find a way to get. Uh, get old Blakey poo off his game real quick and, and everything. Uh, it can unravel for him very fast on the other side. He might be an angry boy because he was kind of upset getting removed early ish on, uh, on his fi- his last start when, you know, against the Astros and Tampa Bay ended up losing that game, had to go to a game seven and all that. So there, there's some of that. It can go one way or the other with, with Snell. And I don't think he's going to absolutely, you know, shove personally, but, um, mm-hmm. You know, the hope is you get him out early, you rattle him, you get a lot of pitches, maybe have him at like 55 pitches through two innings, and then, you know, things things happen with that. Uh, before we get into the lineups, I neglected to mention it beforehand. 
Uh, game time is coming up in about a half an hour, about 40 minutes or so. Actually, we're exactly 40 minutes away right now from first pitch. I've seen a few people in the comments asking if there's a game tomorrow. Ozzy Picasso on YouTube is nice enough to throw some money our way and help us. So, Ozzy Picasso, we thank you on YouTube. He says, no game tomorrow. Yes, uh, a reminder, there are two uh, off days in this series, one on Thursday and one on Monday, if we make it that far. Uh, which is, you know, it's definitely in the realm of possibility. So, um, we Roach, definitely needed the off day, personally. Yeah. Us. Yeah, personally, Us, for sure. as people. Uh, Roach says it helps the Dodgers that the fact is tomorrow is an off day. Uh, you know, you, you look at that, you're not going to have Bueller going tomorrow. So you can kind of throw the kitchen sink a little bit more tonight and, uh, and get that dub because game two is a very important game. We've seen that throw, throw some of these series off big time. Big time. Uh, I think that uh, that off day is going to be good for a lot of people. Um, it definitely plays into tonight, for sure. Definitely. Uh, Tyler Sharoma on YouTube is asking for a shout-out. Should we give Tyler Sharoma a shout-out or not? My Sharoma. We're very proud Thank of you. you. Did you just, all of today. Did you just come up with that one? I did right now. Hope Geiger on Facebook is watching from Indiana. That's cool. Thanks for hanging out. Our girl, Janae Juno, is in the stream. She says, hey, guys. Hi, Janae. I hope you're not working, but you're always working. We know that. Um, <laughs> Big Steve says, a.k.a. Mr. We Gave Up Famine Rainbow for Slapdick Prospect. So there you go. You have your Slapdick Prospect. As uh, my, my center, wait, what, what do I have you play? Shortstop usually, right? Back in the Shortstop. good old days. Yeah, back in the good old days when we were able to play softball. Um, yeah. Uh, any more comments before we get into the into the matchups for today? Uh, we got Daniel checking in from Facebook. Says, hey, guys, from Seattle, Washington. Daniel, hello. We got a lot of uh, LFGs in here. Daniel Smart uh, literally threw a lot of L's and F's and G's. So I agree. Let us effing go. I can also agree with that. Uh, yeah, Juice Lee checking in from Ontario. That's IE, baby. IE, stand up. Let's go. IE is I with me. What's going on? IE, we got a Glenn Hesperia. Uh, Samuels asking y'all worried about Seeger. He's been a, not as on fire. It's only been like a game or two. Yeah, you, you, I mean, I mean, game game seven of the NLC is, and then yesterday wasn't wasn't he's hitless in seven at bats. That's it. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple. Of, I mean, he walked three times yesterday. I, I think, think he walked so. three times yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he got on base. He's he's scoring. He's making some things move. Yeah, that's yeah. a productive day, dude. That's a hell of a productive day. We got Kevin from Quincy, which is one I think you said. We got um, we got a troll in here. We got Alexa. Is also in the stream. Alexa says, hi, Clint. How you doing, Alexa? Good to see you. Or good to see your name, I guess. Tyler is also saying four-game sweep, question mark. I don't know. We'll see who said that in the last game. Uh, we got DJX uh, Via on YouTube. Kicking down a lot of money. $7. That's pretty cool. Uh, this couple wow. two talking Do- Dodger baseball. Checking in from Highland and Hollywood. Hey, DJX Via here can get uh, that, that ballpark app food thing. Was it home oh. plates? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. So that's the thing. We can't get that. We're not privileged. I'm in Whittier right now. He's over in South Pass. So they don't deliver as far as us, but that's pretty cool. Have a Dodger dog uh, on yourself. (laughs) On yourself. Yeah, Hayden checking in from Australia. I told you, Mr. and Mr. Worldwide, nonstop. There we go. Let's go. All right. Get in the lineup. Boom. Sorry to cover your guys' comments with the lineup. I can cover Brooke, but that's just rude. 
Same old, same old uh, for a left-handed pitcher, I guess we'll say. Stacking as many righties in there as we can. We got Pollo at the DH. Kike's in there at second base. Taylor out in left field. So you got your, your maximum outfield defense in there. And then the usual top five are going. Uh, even the Max Muncy haters, I think they're starting to quiet down because he's getting the job done all around. Uh, how do you like our lineup here? And what do you think's the key against, uh, even though we've talked already a bit about it around it, what's the key against Snell for this lineup? Uh, I, I like the lineup. I like the build of it. I like defensively how it looks. Um, I think I saw it earlier in the stream. I don't remember who said it, but we, I owe Kike Hernandez an apology. Um, <laughs> not really. I don't really owe an apology, but he's definitely come around a little bit in the playoffs. He's shown up. He's proven that he can put up good quality at bats when it matters. Um, I like him being in the lineup tonight against Snell. You get the left-handed pitcher. Why not throw him in there? It works out positionally. Um, you get CT over in left field. CT is a better outfielder than Kike, in my opinion. Um, you get Will Smith behind the dish again. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing to hate. Um, and everything else is, I mean, it's pretty much the same. You get uh, Pollock at DH. Can't go wrong with Pollock at DH. You know no. how I feel about that. No, it's uh, it's worked. I think he can finally, I should say, I hope he finally breaks out here because he hasn't been hitting into the best of luck, and I think it's kind of got into his head a little bit. Uh, especially after his, his postseason last year. But um, I, I I really do like the lineup, and, and I like it even more if, like I said, we're able to find a way to to rattle Blake Snell early. But uh, you guys in the stream, go ahead and, and, and drop your, uh, your, your hot shots, your picks to click, who is going to go deep tonight, what's the final score, give us your predictions, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, wanted to note in the stream, the person that, that, that kicked us down with some nice fundage, DJXV, is from Uptown Whittier, Penn Pen and Whittier. Uh, well, how are you doing, neighbor? I'm Whittier right here up to 605. Don't come to my house. Don't do it. Or if, I, think, like visitors. I do not like visitors unless they are welcome. Uh, I do not like the, 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 what do I call it? The unannounced arrival. That's just rude. Yeah. Don't do that to me. The pop-in. No yeah. one likes the pop-in. You don't know if I'm wearing pants. Let's just let's be fair. The other side of the lineup, boom, the Rays going with that those names. Um, surprisingly, they still have Lau at the top of the lineup. He's like, I think, 5 for 54 or something this postseason. Yeah, if you want to be mad about Max Muncy hitting fourth, you should take a look at the Rays lineup. Because they, <laughs> I mean, dude, they just keep... They just keep riding with these guys, man. They're like ride or die with these guys. But they oh, yeah. are, uh, they're they're kind of like, uh, I don't know if I'd call them like the, us this year. I think they're like us the past couple of years yeah. where we will, they'll just have a rotating lineup all the time and it's always going to be different and it's yeah. always going to, you know, have matchup based, platoon based splits. And it's always like that. And uh, that drove us crazy. So I'm sure it drives Rays fans a little bit crazy, but Austin Meadows at the top, that's one of those guys that... <laughs> From like the moment he was born, people just thought he was going to rake, like rake all up and down the league. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't quite done that yet, uh, but he is an efficient hitter. He can hit for power. He can be a home run threat when it's necessary. Um, I like the matchup against these guys today. I like the, uh, you know, Randy Rosarina looked, I don't know, he looked awful like swinging against Kershaw yesterday. He looked lo- he looked so lost, and, and I get yeah. it. You know, you're facing a really good left-handed pitcher after coming off of a Houston pitching staff that doesn't have any pitchers. It's kind of difficult to do that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, loud batting second. I'm just not going to get over that one. Plus, uh, you know, some of these guys, you got to figure first-time big stage pressure because not a single one of these people have ever been in the World Series. But uh, sh- The good news is 
we get G-Man Choi back in the lineup. I was lineup just today. about to say, we get to see our boy G-Man Choi, and everybody knows the cheer. It's just his name with claps. Shout out, he stopped Choi, because those were good old days. Those are the good old days. Uh, digging into a few more of the comments and some of the people's pick to clicks. Let's go. So Kim has got a Muncie bomb. Armando says free Rios. I know we haven't seen uh, BD Eddie for a while, but um, hopefully we can get him in on a pitch hitting. You know he's available. There's a lot of bats off the off the bench if we need him. If, if the matchup prevails, we know Dave Roberts has actually been really. Um, He's been pulling on the right cards for pinch hitting roles so far this postseason. Big shout out to your boy Kike on that one too. Uh, Matt saying Mookie Betts going deep again tonight. Uh, Anthony saying Mookie and Seager going yard tonight. I like that. I can get in on that. I'm down with that. I'm not going to hate that. <laughs> Do you have a click for, click to pick for tonight? Oh man, let me look at the lineup again. And see which name I like the most. Well, let's see. I went Will Smith last night, and I and I hit. Uh, I forgot who you went. Uh, I think I went Max yesterday. Did I go Max yesterday? Probably. I think I went Max yesterday. Yeah, I think you liked uh, you liked all that stuff I had thrown in the in the sheet here. You know what? Just just because this final season in Dodger Blue, and he always finds a way to hit against the big names. I'm going Enrique Kike Hernandez is your pick to click. I think he goes yard. I think he does something something pretty special with uh, with the baseball bat tonight. That's a good pick. I don't think you can go wrong for him. Um, I'm going to oh, – yeah, that, this is a tough day, but uh, I'm going to go JT today. I think JT Ooh. gets gets one off of Snell today. Missed one, what, by about two, three inches last night? Yeah. You know, he, he goes through weird flashes of where you're like, why are you hitting third to, uh, <laughs> oh, that's why you're hitting third. So yeah. I've had a very up-and-down relationship with JT this postseason, but ultimately always glad he's there. Uh, Janae has a very good point. Just for everybody in general, uh, just bring me beer and you'll be fine. I don't, I don't know what the context is, but I agree wholeheartedly with that. Oh, about people just randomly showing up. Yeah, that helps. Beer or a bottle ah, depends on how yeah, much yeah. I like you. If it's a bottle, it should be a bottle. If I don't want you here at all, back back to your regularly scheduled programming. Arturo says Max gets a hold of one tonight. Uh, Billy Payne says Turner and Muncie barely missing home runs. That's right. It's a good point. So they're going to get it tonight. Uh, Dodger, uh, we got Doug saying Dodgers five, uh, I think a five, nothing shutout. Is that what you're going? You're going, you're going five, nothing shutty there. D Mac. I'll take that's, that. That's, bold, that's a bold prediction. It's a bold, it's a bold strategy. Cotton. Let's see if it plays out. Matt, <laughs> Matt over on Facebook asking, he, they're, they're trying to locate my, uh, or find my location saying six or five in Firestone. No six or five in Whittier Boulevard. Um, we got a, we got a couple of people dropping money into the chat now. I think I think you got the ball rolling on that whole money thing. DJ Xville give us five more dollars. We appreciate ooh. you again. He said, "Boys in blue, let's go." Wish we still had Sean Green out there. I was a few <laughs> years behind, but uh, which you know, Sean Green could probably still swing it nowadays. Um, and Shout then Hayden over on YouTube gave us five Aussie dollars. I don't know what the what the exchange rate for that is, but he says bets walk off home run in the tenth. Uh, you hope it doesn't get to extra innings, but man, what a story that would be. Yeah, that would that would be. I just want to win. That's all I want to do, guys. I just want to win. I just want to play good. I just want to talk baseball. <laughs> I had to. I had to, man. Talk baseball. Yeah, I talk baseball. Hey, guys. Uh, definitely love everybody that 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 threw some money our way. That's great because it does it does put beer eventually in our mouths while we're talking to y'all. So that's cool. Um, we also just appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We're going to wrap it up here. We're just about half an hour till game time. This will also be available as a podcast. So check out blue heaven podcast on all the spots. You, uh, you do podcasts. We're there. Blue heaven podcast, iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
We're also all over the internet. We're doing stories all the time at DodgersNation.com. So if you're looking for anything Dodgers related, you're going to find it there, DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You might be watching us there right now. But if you're not, YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. You'll be happy you did. And, well, you can plug Doug and all the other stuff. I'm going to let you take care of the rest. Thank you. We appreciate that. Guys, I'm at Brooklyn 3 This guy over here is at RealFRG. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. At Dodgers Nation on Twitter, at Official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Make sure you guys check us out after the show. Check out Doug McCain. Doug is the man in the post-game show. He'll be talking you through the win or the loss, depending on how things go. You hope it's a win, because Doug's very happy when he's happy and very sad when he's sad. Um, that's Doug McCain. He is one in a million. That's a good way to describe him, right? I think that's he, the best way to describe him. He, he, out, he out here wilding. Sports. He's good, dude. Guys, Sports. thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for all your questions. Thank you for your, all your comments. Like we said, we're going to be here every day, every game, post-game, pre-game, everything that we do. And we do a podcast. Don't forget about the podcast. you got to represent the podcast. We're so tired, guys. We're so tired. Thanks we're for hanging so out. <laughs> Let's go, Dodgers. We'll see you guys, uh, well, I guess, ahead of game three. Bye. Oh, bye.